whisper penis? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 1999 to watch the high school Shakespearean adaptation of Taming of the Shrew, Ten Things I Hate About You. This film stars Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger... Joseph Gordon-Lovett, Alex Mack, David Krumholtz, and other people. Uh, Alex Mack is Larissa. <laughs> I, I was like, I like how you said Alex Mack as opposed <laughs> to the actress's name. Kind of condescending. Yeah, I definitely didn't know who career, that was. You don't know who Alex Mack no. is? She turned into a puddle on that Nickelodeon. I didn't have Nickelodeon growing up. Oh my gosh. I knew of, but I'm not sure if I've... I've I don't think I've regularly watched of. the show, but she was super cute, and I think I had a crush on her just from the commercials. I was a PBS kid, man. Okay, Wishbone for life. Yes. John oh, do you know who? Do Wishbone you know who was really hot creatures. from Wishbone? The dog. <laughs> Sam was so hot from Wishbone. Uh, look her up right now. She's still super attractive. Okay, I'll do that while you tell us why you picked ten things I hate about you for one of your picks for flashbacks. Um, so ironically, I didn't see this when it was originally released because I think I was too young. I saw it in college when I discovered the glorious invention of <laughs> And I just doubt, like, everything that I knew I probably should have, like, been culturally aware of at the, at the time during my adolescence, I, like, went back and watched. So this was one of them. And at the, I guess I didn't realize when I started watching it that it was a, it was a modernization, like you said, or like a retelling of um, a William Shakespeare play. I feel kind of upset that we've only had two of these kind of things um, with this. And like you were saying with She's the Man. But the reason why I chose this was, I, I think. Feel like there's more than that. Do you mean in the high school vein? Yeah. Like, there's a Nomeo and Juliet, but I'm not sure if that's... I'm not sure if we should count yeah, that. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, um, what was Clueless based on? Was Clueless based on it's something? It's not Shakespeare, but I think it's based on something. Oh, now I need to know this. I'll Google it. It's an adaptation of Emma. Okay. Jane. Jane yeah. Uh, Jane Austen. Huh, interesting. So, yeah, anyways, uh, I think... I think 10 Things I Hate About You is a great picture of not necessarily what the 90s actually were like, but just like the culture surrounding the 90s from from the very beginning when the teenage girls like pull up in their car listening to Bare Naked Ladies and One Week and I don't know. And just everything about the high school and how it depicts teenage culture and cliques and stuff like that. Like there's the famous... Um, not the famous, but there's the scene where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is being walked through the halls. Walked through the halls by, what's the guy's name? David Crumholtz. Mystery Universe. Yes. Yes, David Crumholtz. 
also known as Barry the Elf. Or Bernard yeah. the Elf. Bernard. So Bernard the, elf. the whole <laughs> yeah. time we were watching this, Amy <laughs> Amy was like, where's your snow globe, Bernard? <laughs> um, but, and he's describing, like, the different cliques and stuff like that. And, I mean, it seems like such a trope or it seems like such a stereotype, but the same scene was almost, like, literally played out in... Clueless. Mean Girls too. Oh, was and it in Clueless? Clueless? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but I don't they know, had much just... more interesting clicks in this one that I've never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> which, which also may or may not be like a testament to its self awareness and its its sarcastic tone and its uh, tongue in cheek kind of attitude or tone or whatever. Like, I never had a cowboy click in my head, at least not that I knew of. And can if we, so, can then we I pause think... for a second and yeah. point out? the way john says click can we also point out that he says his high school when we all went there (laughs) oh that's true i guess well i was gonna i was gonna say like i was gonna throw back to you lauren and be like i'm not sure if you've noticed a high school click when you were there but i also forgot that zach's dad also assistant ran our high school and that shout out to you steve you're still not adding that in (laughs) well no i mean we've already mentioned it um anyways it, I think it's I think it's a great picture of kind of like '90s culture first off, and so I think it's just a fun watch for that sake. It's not necessarily a great movie, but it I think it's fun. But I also like I like the story, and yeah, it's a story that's already been told before, literally. The but I love time. I love Julia Stiles' character. I love this idea that the main character and like the moral center of the movie is this strong-willed like very attuned to society female who like sees the bullshit that it is and calls it out and doesn't take crap for anything um and yeah i and i like none of the women are really i feel like portrayed as having flaws in this i mean i guess you could argue julia style's sister is but uh, she eventually kind of comes around and realizes um why or like how i forget what the other actor name is perpetual like pretty boy andrew keegan what's his name um he's like never forget him because he was jonathan taylor thomas level of popularity when i was growing up but like what was he what was he in like yeah i couldn't i mean i knew who the name andrew keegan i remember he was a thing but like i looked at his credits and i couldn't figure out why he was famous or he was just in everything i guess at the time um but yeah, yeah, he anyway, was in a like, lot of like, uh, teen beats or what, whatever those magazines mm-hmm. were. I remember those. Was he like an actor? Yeah, like a like a, a model. I mean, though, or something like. Um, he was. Did he in, start there? I'm trying to think of what I actually. Oh, Camp Nowhere. I think was the first thing I saw him in. Mm-hmm. But what else was he in? Oh, he was. Uh, I don't know. He was in some episodes. TV shows. I guess he was, apparently he was in Seventh Heaven. Yeah, he um, was in that. I remember that. Thunder Alley, Full House, yeah, it's weird. I don't know why he was like jettisoned up to. I mean, maybe he was just a young face on TV that got him into those seventeen. Yeah, I don't know. You know, magazines, and then that was how he kind of. um, But uh, before we move on from Julia Stiles and him, actually, one of the other adaptations I couldn't think of off the top of my head was um, oh, but it's Mm, much much darker than these ones. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I just and it's got like it's got a fun cast. So Julia Stiles, Alex Mack, 
Heath Ledger, Joseph Gravelad, David Crumholtz, Allison Janney, Long Live the Queen. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like her. <laughs> what? I was about to make an engorged joke, but then I felt really gross about it. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. I don't know. The it was a weird. That really caught me off guard. Start right that first scene, right with the movie with just yeah. how the adults talk in this with, with Miss Perky. Yeah, how the adults talk and how it's they seemingly okay to flash a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> but I did enjoy what's his name, um, the the one teacher, Daryl Mitchell. Yeah, I oh, he was the best part. Well, and yeah, he's the best part of the movie for me. And I that think. was that was another thing that was great about it was as great as Julia Stiles' character is, I loved how forthright and how like from the get go he calls out like. Oh yeah, your existence as a middle to upper middle class white girl in suburban like northwestern America is probably like the worst ever and society is definitely going against you. And like I I like his his role was small but it spoke volumes still and I He just had I, the best lines. Yeah, that's something he called yeah. out everyone though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I felt like there could have been linking to her past as being kind of like an it girl but that doesn't really come up though either though like that seems like a weird missed opportunity that they just tell us that julia styles has this background as someone who used to be a popular girl i don't know but it i just, think but it I never think that manifested made, for me it made that i think it made that moment with her sister more powerful because um we were hearing that story along with Alex. I'm just going to call her Alex Mack. Sorry, Larissa. Um, we, we were hearing that story along with her. So it was just like, it. as she was finding out, we were finding out. So it's almost like we were put in the shoes of her being like, oh, this is why she's been so quote unquote um, disagreeable or grouchy or whatever throughout the entire time we've known her is because she's gone through like some trauma that we like she's hidden from us and she's actually this way because she actually wants the best for us or whatever and that kind of thing um so yeah no i i disagree with you i think i i really connected with that scene i thought it was great see i misremembered it because i was expecting it to be you said you called it trauma but like she broke up with someone that's it no it's like like, in my mind i was like i think she got raped and then it's like oh no that's not what happened at all (laughs) yeah but like this idea of like still being kind of a victim of like misogyny. Maybe I'll just say like yeah. that, right? Like of an oppressive patriarchal kind of pattern or system. So, no, yeah, I think I've I think I've gone on too long. Again, it's fun. It's got a good message. I think it's got some good representation, um, and it's a cool little snapshot of '90s culture. Go ahead, Lauren. Um, I definitely don't have as much to say about it. I really enjoyed it growing up. I did see it at the time. Even I guess I was. 10 or 11 so i was not too young to see it although i will say i must have been too impressionable because that line about black underwear stuck with me longer than it should have <laughs> but like yeah i i liked it growing I'm up not ready i can't buy that <laughs> yeah but like i remember thinking heath ledger like i was like "Ooh, he has long hair but he's still super dreamy do i like long-haired guys i don't know but he's just yeah it, like it there were ways that there was stuff about it now watching it that definitely bothered me 
just filmmaking wise like a lot of the relationships weren't built up at all so i didn't believe them in the slightest but for what it was i still really enjoyed it three three and a half out of five i guess but yeah i still enjoyed it but like there's stuff with um the turn gabrielle union's character takes didn't hit me right Mm -hmm. but we could talk about that later I mean, it's very sudden. It's very abrupt. Uh, Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt. It's, it's out of nowhere. What is it with you picking movies where Joseph Gordon-Levitt thinks he deserves people that he's put on a pedestal? Because this in <laughs> Five Hundred Days of Summer, man, he's not the greatest guy. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, he wasn't. He wasn't the focus of, I think, my appreciation. Although, it, I think I, I think I can probably relate, or related to the idea of feeling kind of left out in a school youth community and then finding someone who just like or meeting someone who you just like think like blows you away but it was just so funny it was his first day of school and he's he like acts like he knows her it's like you've never even talked to her yet he's like she's so deep and understanding and she's smarter than she looks and blah blah blah. it's like oh shut up joseph but it's like i don't know i I, well, I also think I wonder because we it's had that conversation when we talked about. I'm sure it was very, yeah, <laughs> very much but like that. We, we have that conversation when we talk about Romeo and Juliet in high school about whether or not, like, throughout society, we get this impression that Romeo and Juliet is this story about like uh, true undying love or whatever, and then we get to high school and it's just like, uh, is it though, or is <laughs> yeah. this just like kind of fucked up and just kind of like maybe maybe funnier than it should be, and so. Romeo and Juliet, see, is, like, the idea of two people falling in love after a first encounter, I I imagine in the time was probably hilarious and probably impractical, but then, whereas Romeo and Juliet took, like, a tragic tone to it, uh, with Taming of the Shrew, I imagine Shakespeare wanted to go a little bit more lighthearted and, like, hey, let's play around with the situation of this idiot who, like, sees someone and, like, thinks they are, like, his soulmate or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Levitt and Krumholtz definitely come across as, like, you know, clowns and buffoons. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm right with you, Lauren, that I just never was able to connect to anybody's, any of the relationships yeah, that are being Yeah, like, formed. speaking of Krumholtz, I would have liked to have seen more about his relationship with the, um, with Julia, St- or Susan May Pratt's it's, characters. Yeah, um, Mandela, apparently. Yeah, it's like, that one came on really that. suddenly, too. It's like, I really like Krumholtz in this movie. I would have loved to have seen more of them getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And that's something you never get to see, get, see him do, either. Like, like I've always enjoyed him whenever he pops up in a movie, but, like, this is the... I don't remember ever seeing him getting a romantic mm-hmm. role like this. Maybe he did on his... His Didn't love he have bot some CBS and Serenity. Show numbers or something, but yeah, the the relationships were never believable. Even if I kind of liked all the characters, kind of in isolation, like they were interesting at least. It took me but a while they... to warm up to Julia Stiles' character. <laughs> yeah, and I it, mean, it wasn't yeah, that she they... was difficult or presenting herself mm-hmm. a certain way. It was just the way her lines were written. It was like clearly these were written. And they didn't feel natural and like it didn't like the way she was acting in those moments. I didn't I, I didn't think she was that great of an act or an actor. But then as the movie went on and things started to get more natural, I was like, oh, she's actually really talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the party scene is was my favorite part of the movie where they like her in the best relationship moment that I enjoy because it just felt yeah. the most natural where yeah. Heath Ledger's Patrick lets his guard like he starts to be his normal self and then 
Julia Stiles as she gets drunk, even though I didn't understand why she was getting so drunk, lets her guard down a little bit and they get to kind of play in their they get to be their real versions of themselves mm-hmm. and it was interesting and I thought they had good chemistry. And I guess her dance I read somewhere yeah. that that's how she got saved the last dance because Yeah, that that's scene. what I said. That's what I said I was watching. <laughs> she was good. But then I was like but after that it just felt like it was like going through the motions again. You know, like they well we gotta have we have to break them apart here and then mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's one of those movies, it's like, if you just told her in the beginning what you were doing, you could have had so much fun together with this. <laughs> but no, <laughs> oh, yeah, we need they, the drama. I feel like she would have been on board with... Yeah, take advantage with of Andrew Keegan's Taking money. advantage of all this guy's money, yeah. Because especially since that's the reason, the guy's the reason she acts that way, right? So, mm-hmm. or is, is acting out the way she is. I mean, I, I guess I can see where John's coming from with your, like, it was fun and da-da-da-da-da. But I don't know. I just was never able to get on this movie's way. Yeah, I don't know. There um, were certain moments of it where I remembered how, like, there were certain funny things. Like, I know I'm probably supposed to be upset about the dad's overbearingness or whatever. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like that's the line a lot of people go with these days. But it's like, I loved him so much. And at the end of the day, he oh, just yeah. wanted to be a part of their lives. But I love the part so much where he's just like, I want you to wear the belly. And then walks off and gets the pregnancy yeah. belly. <laughs> no, I mean, Larry Miller. I mean, that was pre- whether it was written that way or Larry Miller came in and just killed it mm-hmm. as well, mean, so much, it, was, it was it was so much so jokes. that they they brought him back for the television spin-offs or sequel oh, nice. reimagining or whatever oh, today yeah yeah I mean he's always great and I I think he did exactly what they asked him to do I I can't I would never get mad at the way that he acts in the movie and like you said I think he gets actually one of the better moments of the movie is the little where he tells her that she can go to the mm-hmm. school, you know, that's a, he, he flexes both, uh, his dramatic chops and his comedy chops there. Uh, it, it, yeah, it just, yeah, it just, a lot of missed opportunities I felt. Yeah. Like the content story wise might not have been there, but again, I don't know how much you can blame the writers for this, but mm-hmm. they definitely like, there were just, I thought it was written pretty well. Most of the time, once they got past like the pros of it all, trying to be just right in this grand nature but like one of the lines i wrote down was gabrielle unions where she's just like i know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed but can you ever just be whelmed and it's like it's some great moments in this movie and i was so bummed with her character because she's a great actress Mm. it just seems like like i watched her she was on that show that recommended a while back the um, one with the hot wings but she seems like a really cool person in general so it's like i was so excited to be like hey i haven't seen her in something in a while it's awesome that she's here and then her character takes a nosedive it's like why is that important to this i mean just i mean it was just pure and i know you know this but i mean it's just pure plot Can we, how do we make how do we kill the the joey bianca thing in one fell yeah, swoop it was and just so annoying it was a shame like, they used she her was, for that it was just so frustrating because it's like they seem to have a really good friendship and all of a sudden she just turns on her best friend mm-hmm. in like a moment's notice that didn't really feel like again it might just be from shakespeare's story i don't know but it's like i feel like come on guys like female friendship it's not all bad <laughs> yeah i mean this movie was adapted by two women writers mm-hmm. but i don't know like compared to something like mean girls which john mentioned and where that feels like a movie with a female voice, where this one doesn't 
as much. Am I crazy in saying that? Um, we... um, I, I don't know I if don't I could know. really peg it to any either gender mm-hmm. or any gender. Yeah, I guess it just feels it, it feels like it's going through the motions of yeah. the, the, the original plot, I guess. But Yeah, I will say, like, as much as I get upset with that, I did enjoy a lot of the bits between uh, Larissa Oliad Nick, however you say her name, and Julia mm-hmm. Stiles' character, because I don't... It's pronounced Alex Max. I was just going to say, what was the name I'm supposed to be saying? <laughs> it's like, I thought they had a lot of decent moments together when it was high drama or when they were actually being, like, happy sisters. <laughs> yeah, th- no, they, they, they're, I agree. I, th- their interactions were solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we didn't get enough of it, no. I felt like. Um, it's like this movie, I, it was an hour and a half. Not that I wanted it to be longer, yeah. but I feel like it did not. It didn't. It felt long. Yeah. <laughs> I if if I can push back a little bit, I think the way in which I felt, I think maybe that female voice, which I I never, I didn't realize, I didn't actually look into it to see who like who wrote it. Yeah, it's the um, people who did. It, uh, one of them at least did Legally Blonde and House Bunny. Mm-hmm. I think we might have talked about this last week. I don't remember. Yeah, but. I, I think, no, I think in Julia Stiles' character, like, every time, she was always a step quicker than anyone else. And it, you also saw that with her repartee with Heath Ledger's character. So, like, there's mm-hmm. a part where someone still has her panties in a twist, and she's like, don't for one minute think that you had any effect whatsoever on my panties. Mm-hmm. And he's like, then what did I have an effect on? Like, really, really smooth, kind of co- trying to keep it going, and she's like... Other than my upchuck reflex, nothing. <laughs> that made me laugh. Just... I was like, "Oh, we said upchuck back then. I forgot all about that." <laughs> <laughs> well, like she always had something to say, and like she always like she was never at a loss for words. And I don't mean that. I don't say that in like a mean way. I just mean she was always the smartest person in a conversation. Yeah. No, I can appreciate that. Um, one of my one of my one of my favorite lines is when she's talking to Miss Perky, and Miss Perky's like talking about how she like kicked a kid like last week or something like that and she's like i still maintain that he kicked himself in the balls <laughs> and it's just like oh gosh um so i i i felt that voice i think through julia Stiles' character and i think there were definitely some totally weird moments for sure but that didn't take away from the strength of her character i felt like or yeah. it didn't make it i it never made it feel cheesy for me even on a rewatch yeah, I wouldn't say cheesy is the problem. It just like so the most famous scene of this movie is pro- would you say is the Heath Ledger I want Singing, you baby yeah. scene, right? Okay. I don't know like do we buy that Katarina is going to be won over by that moment? Like I don't I don't know. I mean, is yeah, that supposed know. to deepen her character and that she still does have this softer side in her for this guy she kind of likes or is it just like any grand gesture will win a woman over. I don't know, like how I was supposed to take that sequence. I don't know. I mean, he put he gets an A for effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think I think also considering his previous antisocial tendencies, I think it's the contrast between someone who previously like drilled a hole through someone's book when they tried mm-hmm. to like go talk to them <laughs> to now they're paying the marching band. To, yeah, like, I, li- I like. This no, entire... I like that. I like that angle that it's not about impressing her she's impressed it's not about proving something to her she is interested she's impressed that he's letting down the guard of like 
he's showing a side of himself that she's already yeah that's a good out. way to look at it because you know there, she has a one line later where she was just like you're not as scary as i thought you were or something like that yeah. i don't remember what the line mm-hmm. was but yeah that definitely speaks to that what you're just saying now mm-hmm. i will say i also appreciated you were talking about how julia styles was always like the fastest one in the room with a response i also did appreciate later that they made alex mack more intelligent <laughs> than she originally seemed to be like when mm-hmm. she was, they had another tutoring session or whatever, and, and she, she was, was just like fluent. fluently speaking <laughs> French at him and like insulting him mm-hmm. to his face. That was pretty great. It's like she definitely had moments there where it's like, oh, there's definitely more to this character as well, which was nice to see instead of just being like a dumb blank face in moments. Yeah, you know? I think I might have gotten more on board with the movie, though, if I felt like any of that stuff that like her and Levitt and... Like I did, she wasn't like all doughy eyed with Keegan's character, Andrew Keegan's character either. Mm-hmm. But like, just none of that seemed to work for me. Yeah. Like they never really got off the ground, like you, you were saying earlier. And I didn't understand why she liked Cameron or why she liked Joey. Or yeah, it must have been scenes we didn't see. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there on that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he uh, has a boat to go sailing on. <laughs> <laughs> ben we should say ben's not here if you haven't figured that out yet but ben is definitely the biggest fan of this movie so he's oh, really? probably gonna listen back to this he gave it four and a half stars oh, on letterbox <laughs> okay that that's a, that's a bit much <laughs> um very ecstatic to it being one of the best teen movies he's knows so i mean for i, I like i won't disagree with that but that's not a high bar necessarily <laughs> Like, for instance, there's that time in, like, we were talking, like, during the prom, when he pays for Letters from Cleo, which apparently was abandoned in the 90s, um, to play the prom, um, and the lead singer, and Julia Stiles, like, flips her shit over it, and the lead singer just, like, walks out through the crowd, and the crowd just, like, casually parts, and she doesn't even, like, come up and, like, give a hug to Julia Stiles, she just stands in front of the both of them (laughs) singing, and I'm just like, this is the weirdest fucking moment ever, like, no one's Weirder than them playing on top of the roof of the school at the end. Yeah, I mean, I like, I would have been, like, ugh, I can't, back in the day, I remember, I was like, oh, that's a cool shot, I guess, but now it's just, like, I was terrified for those people up there, because they legitimately <laughs> yeah. did that. Like, it wasn't yeah, it CGI looks, or something, there was, like, not easy a helicopter flying in at them to get this shot, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I will say they went to a gra- lot of really cool landmarks in Seattle that are well <laughs> worth visiting if you ever go up there. Beautiful city. It that didn't troll. rain enough for Seattle. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll say the high bar is for really cool. the troll. Oh, um, I was just going to say the high bar for teen films like this. One of them I can think of to put up there is probably Easy A. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I just listened to the Rewatchables uh, podcast on Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And they gave out, they call uh Bill Simmons likes to give out the championship belt, he calls it, and how it passes down. And it, it was like seven movies for smart teen comedies. And they threw out this as a potential, but they didn't give it to it, um, which I think was well earned. But the, the movies around this were Clueless had it before this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it was and they gave it to Mean Girls, then Easy A as the smart teen comedy championship belt. I didn't like Mean Girls ending. Like, I thought. I mean thought Girls all- is fantastic. It is a it's a fantastic movie until I think the ending at the prom where it's like I don't know like 
that entire like speech or soliloquy for intent all intents and purposes that Lindsay Lohan gets it's it's very I don't know it's very moralizing it's very kind of you just probably don't like Lindsay Lohan right no now. I I loved Lindsay Lohan in that movie I thought she was amazing <laughs> Oh, like uh, she like that movie's great, but the ending really kind of bothered me because it it just it shifted the tone a lot. I don't know. It had a great message, but it just wasn't executed properly. Now, Easy A, I think, was amazing. I think that was that was that was an incredible ending. I think. So, just um, if Lindsay Lohan had live streamed her final speech, maybe you would have liked it more. <laughs> well, no, it just it it seemed like. And that's the, that's the other thing about this movie that I appreciated was that it it didn't try it showed rather than telled kind of its like message of empowerment. Did and you just say telled? And it, yeah, it showed instead tell, told. Okay, excuse me, sorry. Um, this, this for fine. a moment, I just like to point those things out because I'm constantly tripping over my words, so it makes me feel a little bit better about myself. I. Uh, I am glad my uh, foreign ineptitude is a uh, justifying your Canadian here. ineptitude. <laughs> no one knows this. Um, Everyone knows this. You love talking about being from Canada. Um, I I think the the message of self empowerment and self worth and not living up to anyone else's standards but your own, especially when the world has these standards that are unfair and probably unjust and unjustified. Um, like we didn't like cat didn't go off on a big speech about that. She just, she told, she, she lived her experience and through her interactions with Patrick, Heath Ledger's character, like that's how we got to know more about her. And we got to know about what, it, what it means to be intimate with, intimate with a person in terms of of your entire self and really being honest with them and genuine and respecting that yeah so i don't know i and i guess you could say with easy a it it was no different than me girls and the fact that she like emma stone was literally giving a giant like monologue pretty much for the entire movie like contextually but i think it it felt more natural because it was within the context of the 2000s when like live streaming was a thing and vlogging was a thing and so it just felt more natural i think um so yeah i don't know all three great movies regardless this one mean girls and easy A. what two of the three had a main character lead named cat if i remember straight or correct that was her name in mean girls wasn't it no it was katie that's what it was with a c yeah katie with a c are we good with uh 10 things i hate about you well, so besides, besides the stadium scene, which by the way, I had to look up where this was filmed. That's an actual high school. Like most of the time for like these movies, I'm like, oh, they didn't film at a high school. They filmed at like a community college or something like that. Um, no, this is an actual high school. That stadium is insane. Yeah, but that, like, that stadium's insane. But that state, like that school didn't actually have a marching band. I think I read that they had to like get a marching band from like a neighboring school to come in. That makes no sense. And I just love that their was... shirt just said band. It wasn't a school name. It's just band. <laughs> that make oh, that's crazy, mm-hmm. huh? And it's not even like a pri- it like it almost looks like a private school. It's a public school too. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> um aside from that, I really like the paintball scene. Uh yeah, what do you guys think of the paintball? I liked it. 
It was charming. I was being wooed, like I said earlier, by Heath Ledger. I think I was rolling my eyes at that point. Like, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Also, the, why didn't they have guns? They were throwing balls at because, I don't know. I, was um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because one hurts far less. I just uh, the another thing that like I I kept getting stuck on random things like I remember when I was little I or even now I judged her so harshly on picking a like a cream colored electric guitar I, was like, I don't know why but that always bothered me but it looks like Wayne from Wayne's World's guitar mm, but another thing watching it now that made me laugh so much is like um, is $50, it was a Fender Stratocaster yeah but is fifty dollars really that much to take out someone it's like. What was $50 back in the day? Is that like 200 bucks now? Because that does not seem like that much money. <laughs> yeah, it was almost 20 he was going to go for. It. I know. It's like, that's not even going to pay for the movie, so I'm glad he at least talked it up a little bit. <laughs> I guess back then, what movies were like $5 probably? That's crazy. Yeah, that's the one thing where I think... I don't know if in the original text with like, Taming of the Shrew, this comes Did off Did they talk as... about movie theaters? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, comes off as kind of... Take her to the theater. <laughs> Dickish. But, like, the idea of... There is some problems with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and David Cromwell's characters, like, paying someone to take out someone. Like, the, all of that just kind of screams kind of, I don't know, douchey and... Oh, yeah. It's very like, sketchy. And, like, he might... Like, I wouldn't have been mad if no one got a happy ending in this movie because all these people will kind of suck. <laughs> Well, not all of them, but a lot of the male characters driving the plot forward. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it, it was. It's, and for them to start by scheming from the get go, yeah. it made it hard to get behind their eventual conquest. Mm-hmm. Well, but but then that's that's where Heath Ledger's character, I think, is kind of the redeeming aspect in the sense that he gets changed by opening up to Cat and like learning who she is, and he learns to, like you guys said, soften up and become vulnerable. Yeah, and with I did, another person. I did appreciate her poem at the end because she was talking about like she knew she was supposed to be mad at him for what he did but she still liked who he was enough when he was being truthful about everything that it was hard for her to actually be mad at him just because she has the feelings yeah just because he's such a pretty boy (laughs) i love how upset he got with like it's like what am i not a pretty boy or whatever they called him am i not pretty (laughs) and he's like oh you're really pretty it was just a funny moment where you think that would be an insult for someone. Apparently, Joseph Gordon-Levitt won Best Villain or was nominated for Best Villain at the MTV Movie Awards or, like, the Teen Choice <laughs> Awards because of this movie. She's like, yeah, I guess that's, that's kind true, of awesome. actually, kind of. <laughs> like, he's, he, again, like, it's, he's kind of played to be the sympathetic character because he, like, Because he's got those puppy, sad puppy eyes. In. Yeah, that too. But, again, his actions are kind of, eh. Yeah, like when he was Gross. sulking around that party, I kind of hated him. <laughs> did you guys did you guys stick around through the credits where they and they had the, the bloopers? Awful bloopers, the worst oh, no, blooper I didn't reel I've ever those. seen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So that scene from the party, Alex Mack like walks off and Joseph Gordon Levitt's like sulking or whatever. But then they turn off all of the lights and put a spotlight on him and David Crumholtz comes out of nowhere and is like, It's okay. I'm here. Now we can be together. And then he like tackles him and starts making out with him. It's why is that it's pretty where brilliant. comedy always goes? It's like they always use like kisses for jokes and stuff. I don't it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird way to take things. It's like whenever you don't know what to do to be funny, you just like make out with someone randomly. 
I mean, that's half of what the other bloopers are. What True. was the sexiest love scene that was in this movie that was nominated for a Teen Choice Award between Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger? What uh, moment between them was the sexiest love scene? Paintball making out, I guess. I don't know. Rolling around in the hay. Roll, roll, roll. Fully clothed hay. in paintball attire. <laughs> <laughs> probably, honestly. And uh, but that's probably it's probably carried by the weight of Heath ledger's smolder like honestly like he could be wearing a thousand like puffy winter jackets and like if he had him like making out with like a tree i'd be like ooh, <laughs> that's what gets you gorgeous Woo. <laughs> <laughs> just, just it's heath ledger guys come on this was so, his first big movie i guess yeah, wasn't it? it was yeah. that too yeah first I'm, big I'm surprised film. i don't know i've never heard of these other two or three movies then he was in the patriot which was big movie but um and then he was in a knight's tale and that's probably when it all became tops for him too (laughs) i just love i was listening to a podcast i don't we always talk about it but it was i think it was um i hate it but i love it they talked about that movie just how dislikable his character actually is in that film it's like oh that's a bummer He's kind of probably kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in, in this film. Yeah, I've never seen that movie either. You just take advantage of a situation and you're scheming and come out on top, <laughs> more or less. It was the first DVD I ever bought. Gladiator. Yeah, that Sorry. probably holds up. That's probably more brag worthy than mine. Mine was <laughs> A Knight's Tale and then Josie and the Pussycats. Which is it has a lot of supporters out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just never saw that one either. You probably hate it. I remember oh. Parker Posey's great in it. Well, it's got Parker Posey in it. Yeah, I don't think she I could and hate it. Alan Cumming, I think, was the. Mm. Was Wait, in which one? Um, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh yeah. Okay, I think that's gonna do it for Ten Things I Hate About You. Next week we are going back to new releases. And yeah, we are. Are watching Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Or is it what's the proper title? Is See, Pokemon that's how Detective you should have Chief reacted Pikachu? to Heath Ledger making out with a tree. Oh my god. My three co-hosts are all very excited for it, and I am completely ambivalent about it. So, And by completely ambivalent, he means dreading. And he will probably I'm hate not dreading it. it. I just have no, nothing, I have no reaction to it. Yeah, I feel it's probably telling in the Metacritic score that I looked at the other day that the most positive review came from IGN, I think, and the rest mm-hmm. were not as positive. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I never play, I've never played a Pokemon game. And or Someone cancel Zach, Jesus fucking Christ, oh my gosh. I did, well, I, know, I played a little Pokemon Go when it first came out, but it was more, I was just intrigued by the idea of the AR, um, you know, yeah, no, geolocation I had, element of it. I got Pokemon Blue when it first came out in the 90s, so... I am stoked. Oh, this movie is hoping to dethrone um, Endgame from the number one movie. <laughs> it will also make billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is this supposed to make a ton of money? I mean, um, like, every kid knows Pokemon. I, I don't imagine it's going to make a lot of money. I feel like it'll be know. successful, but definitely not Endgame successful. It's got the it's got the Ryan Reynolds pull, too. Yeah, so I think it's going to get a lot of adjacent people as well, like... 
I think there's I think you'll probably find a, a bunch of Deadpool fans coming because it seems like he has a similar comedic tone. It's obviously not going to be the same like level of comedy. He but... already has those short appendages that Deadpool loves so much, you know. I'm Zach Goldenberg. Uh, you can find us at middleofrow.com and you can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. And then uh, find us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. Uh, what's my name? I'm Jonathan Rall. <laughs> I've said this three fucking times. And now it'll be you can follow me on you can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu with Ken Watanabe. With Ken Watanabe. They, they, and, he, and, and remember <laughs> the best seats. And Bill Knight. Are on the middle of the row. <laughs> Stay!